0: We've all heard the saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone, but please tell me that we've also heard that you cannot move on until you can acknowledge, embrace, and find a way to enhance what actually went wrong in the first place. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you very much for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Of course, you know we're available on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me personally on Twitter at Audeo State. The majestic beard is back in action, unless your name is Mike Gundy. The beard is gone, so... Does that mean that the man, the myth, the mullet, the legend himself is in business mode? I think so. Now, as we alluded to in the open, we had uh, the pleasure of having our our guy, Greg Swaim, on the show yesterday, well, last night, and he had a lot of interesting points, right, especially when it comes to realignment and some of the things that are happening, FYI, for those on the podcasting side of things i am rocking my red and blue with blue shorts today i've got my arizona colors on trying to represent the new big 12 i'm still wearing the o state hat that's pretty much all i have so that is what it is here we go with this one the first thing that you see visually is uh, no more weak sauce please again we've kind of covered this I get it. I was fortunate enough to play this wonderful game of football for years. I was able to coach for years, be a coordinator. And I understand the inner workings of of most of what takes place on a day-to-day basis. I'm also very well aware that injuries do matter, which we'll get to in the second segment today, which we'll go over some of the linebacker safety stuff. But injuries do matter. I'm, I'm not naive to think that they don't, but at the same time, if it's the only excuse that keeps being given over and over and over to me, you're doing yourself a disservice. Obviously not, not y'all, but there's a large contingent of the fan base out there that just takes this line hook, hook, line and sinker. And my buddy, Greg love him to death. He's one of them. Again, injuries do matter. I understand that. But without me getting all huffy and puffy, it's gonna be a calm Cody show. Let's trace back a little bit, so you guys see where, where I'm coming from. I'm not just I'm not just over here trying to say that there's a, a, a poop parade that needs to be rained down on our main man, my gunny. Not saying that at all. But let's look back to last season. All right, the beginning of the season, little little rough. We understood that Derek Mason's kind of got to get his feet wet. We understood. That, yes, we are already missing an alignment or two or three. We're already missing a wide receiver. As we roll in to the Baylor game, which was a big game in Waco in a not sold out environment, even though the rankings should have dictated that. Anyways, we go into Baylor and we we didn't exactly limp into Baylor, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's not what happened. Yes, we had some injuries. Well, so did everybody else. So did Baylor, right? We had injuries at some key positions. But here's the conundrum for me. We lost at, what, 12, 11, some uh, offensive linemen before the season even started. Did we fill those holes? No. Did we reprimand Dickey to some degree? No. Did we change philosophically what we were trying to do? No. Right? So, yeah, we lost a lot of O-linemen. And then when you have a couple injuries right off the the bat, it does not help. But we put ourselves in that position. That's kind of my issue there on that one. But, again, think back, right? Think back with me. We're going to trace this thing. You go to Baylor. First quarter, we're playing man, press, coverage, blitzing. Offense is tempo. We're overloading the, the weak side of the field, putting men in motion, being very aggressive. And you're seeing us run and gun down the field. We get up 23 2 three. And then with exactly 13 minutes left in the third quarter, it all changed. Now, if you recall, we are very well aware of the conversations that were had between Spencer Sanders, Mike Gunning, Casey Dunn, so on and so forth before the season started. And how there was supposed to be a little bit more input and and there was going to be systematic things that that could be changed on the fly, on the field, so on and so forth. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, that changed. And I'm telling you, go look at the highlights. Just the highlights by themselves. And and it will show you what what we're talking about here. We're not throwing a bunch of shade. Heck, we're not even digging back and talking about the Bedlams, 2013, 14, 17, 19 that we punted or field goaled our way into situations to lose. We're not even going over that. Okay. We're up 23 to three, 13 minutes left third quarter. It all changes, right? We see the classic slowing of the game down in quotation marks. The thing that I hate that I talk about often is the conservative Gundy mode. That's what happened. You know, And Spencer Sanders just kind of lost his place, lost his feel, lost his groove. So you could see visually that the, um, I don't know about this stuff, coach, was already starting then. I mean, you could argue that it started before the Baylor game, but if you look at the first half, first quarter, compared to as you get later in the game, it is a night and day difference. It's not even the same daggone alignment. It's not even the same team. This is my only complaint with Gundy is the conservative stuff that causes losses, especially in big games. But I hate it that we sometimes we, we give hall passes that should not be there. We give too many hall passes. It's not just injuries, ladies and gentlemen. This is early into the year. Something happened, and it was Chemistry. It was leadership, it was accountability, it was discipline, it was toughness inside the locker room. Injuries do matter, but so does preparation. So does understanding what you're trying to accomplish and understanding you have a mission at hand. Yes, we lost lineman. Yes, we lost a couple wide receivers. Yes, we lost a, a, a linebacker, right? But again, that's on Gundy that's on Dickey. That is on us. It's not just injuries. We allowed 12, 13, some auto linemen to walk. And we decided not to fill those gaps, not to try to find a way to bridge that gap and then change the system. If it wasn't going to fit, if you knew we were going to put a square peg in a round hole, then why did we not have adjustments, right? We could talk about Gundy's Inability at times to go with the right guy is it on Gundy? Who knows? But the Alex Kate situation wasn't the, the right ideal spot. Bobby Reed, Zach Robinson. You look at even what Taylor Cornelius had to kind of sit through the JB Walsh stuff, the Clint Stealth stuff. And then you look last season, Dominic Richardson. We, speaking of Baylor, we hope he does well. We already know he's not the starter. We all know. Love the man to death. He should not have been the starter last year. See, it's supposed to be a calm Cody show. I, I gotta, I gotta calm down. This is, whew, we're gonna keep rolling. This is gonna be a, another segment, obviously. But real quick, you guys do know before we jump into the remainder of legitimately what went down, we'll talk about the linebackers and the safeties. But before we do today, guys, we gotta talk about LinkedIn. If you're In a small business, you understand that it is a crapshoot nowadays whenever you're going through the hiring process. It legitimately is. You don't know what you're going to get. So LinkedIn gives you that street cred instantaneously so you know what you're getting, and you're going to get the best qualified candidates for your job instantaneously. That is why you've got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs today. They find the right people for your team faster, and you can post the job for free. It's super simplistic to do. And then once you do it, you add your job uh, to the purple hashtag hiring frame, and it'll be linked into your, your profile. You can spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools that they have, like screening questions and everything, make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize what you would like to do in the interviewing process. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus all of the leading competitors. So help me help you help yourself. Go to LinkedIn jobs right now, linkedin.com slash locked on. Again, that is linkedin.com slash locked on to post your job for free today. Do it, like it, love it. Tell me about it. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, so let's get back. Let's get back because I'm not I'm not here to just be like, oh, Gundy does this and that. I'm trying to calmly explain to people that there's an equationary purpose to this. I don't even know if that's a word, uh, but you, you get it. OK, got to stop giving free passes. Accountability is a must. Now, I, I say all this. I'm talking to just to, to us, y'all. I. I'm very well aware that the coaches have had this come-to-Jesus meeting. They know this season is pretty important. They know that they do have an opportunity amongst themselves right here, right now. They get all that. Things have changed. The locker room is better. The communication is better. The, The direct line to Gundy is better. The time he's putting in, not just focusing on, on on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, he has a massive hand in the offense this year. He's going to be passing the torch of what he used to run down to Casey Dunn. And we have the personnel to do it. But again, let's just stop, stop going with this injuries only type of, uh, of narrative. We have to realize what legitimately happened and stop doing this. All right. And then so the game goes from 23 to 3 and then all of a sudden it's 33-25 with 5 minutes left in the in the game. And thankfully Jason Taylor the second saves the day for us. We win the game. But you can see the body language kind of uh, uh not great, okay? You can sense a little bit of stuff coming down the pipeline. Then we get another dub, Texas Tech. Same thing, right? They jump out hot in the very beginning, but we hit the ground running. Right? We responded immediately. 11:47 into the first we got a naked bootleg, fake pass all the way down the field. Beautiful job. Beautiful play. Good blocking, good setup, good scheme, good idea, good design, quick tempo. It works. Right? You look at the defensive side of the ball. We're press, we're man. Right? We're not doing a bunch of cover 3 stuff. We're not doing cloud. We're not Trying to give a significant significant amount of space. We're blitzing, we're stunting, we're twisting, we're moving a lot. We cause them to miss a field goal, and then we get the ball and we're running quick tempo, deep ball to uh, to, to Bryson Green, a perfect tunnel screen. A design naked bootleg run for a touchdown off of the other bootleg that was naked running to the other side right RPO looked good quick bubble screens look good Spencer Sanders had a good enough amount of time in the pocket we're up 17 to seven first quarter and then we start doing what we start going to a light box we're not pressing we're not man we're giving 12 yard cushions off the ball 11 to 12 yard cushions off the ball when we do blitz we're unfortunately filling the wrong gaps And the second with 13, 13 minutes left we're going backwards when they're in a bunch formation there's too much too much cushion it's 20 and then all of a sudden you look up and it's 24-21 we're losing Watch the sidelines. Watch the body language. There's frustration. There's irritation. There's confusion. The second half, we're discombobulated. Mason Cobb bails us out with a beautiful pick, super late in the third. Fourth and two, defense comes up with a big stop. Fourth quarter, though, four minutes left. We get back into a rhythm. We get back into Spencer Center's cup of taters. Drive down the field. Make something happen. Put the, ga- put the game virtually on ice. This is difficult. Because then you look at the TCU game. And I don't have to tell you what it's going to look like because you can go watch the highlights. You can see what I'm talking about. We didn't fall apart in all in those those beginning games because of injuries. Everyone loves to say, well we were 6 and 0 before the injuries. No, 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 no. Come on now. Injuries matter. They are important, especially at key positions. But I appreciate that the coaches have internally acknowledged what they need to fix and have fixed it. But but us, externally, I'm obviously not, not talking about you. I'm saying just us as a fan base. For some reason, there's still a decent part of us that are hanging on this it's all injuries thing. I just don't think we should be given free passes when there is historical video evidence that that's not exactly what it was. We were trying to square peg in a round hole with it. Complacency happened. Animosity happened. Division in the locker room happened. Distrust with the coaching at certain spots, in certain times of the season, it happened. The way we handled injuries, it happened. The year didn't go according to plan. But this fallacy that we were 6-0 and and cruising is not an accurate depiction of what was going on. So again, we're going to go to segment two here. One position right now at Oklahoma State that we cannot afford injuries is linebacker. Talent's not a problem. Xavier Benson is very, very, very bought in, right? He was a great guest to have on the show. It's great to see him take this next step, right? This is the leadership moment for Xavier Benson. Talent, athleticism, speed numbers, production, stats never been an issue. Last year it was yeah, it was I don't know. It was an odd year for him. But he was getting pushed by Jeff Robertson before the season even started. Jeff Robertson was likely to be a starter before the season started. Then obviously he has his ACL. His rehab went great, went swimmingly. He's ready to rock and roll. He's proving it right now. We have some we have some talent Guys, we have talent in the linebacker room. Nick Martin can play multiple spots, and he gets it. He's playing so well throughout spring and getting himself prepared for right now, he's going to be hard to keep off the field. Jeff Robertson, he body-by-glassed his way through the season last year, put some meat and taters in the system, a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. It's amazing how the recovery is nowadays. Obviously, Ike Essenwun, freshman, it's going to take him some time to get there, but he comes in at six foot two, darn near 220 pounds. Colin Oliver, All American. Yes. Kendall Daniels, safety, but could play linebacker at 80% of schools across the country. Yes. I really like what Gabe Brown brings to the table. He's already bodied by Glassham System, local guy from Stillwater, another dude, 6'2", almost 230 pounds now. Donovan Stevens has just been this close. He's been this close to getting a a significantly healthy amount of, of PT. He's right there. Now, does that mean he's relegated to just a special teams demon, boss, beast mode? Maybe. It's possible. But if he needs to play, he's pretty much ready to rock and roll. Y'all already know how big of a believer I am in 0 Utu. Is it gonna take some time? Yes, is it gonna be ready right away? Probably absolutely not, but future's good there. Justin Wright is that Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, chew your kneecaps off guy. He is precisely what you need in that spot. And even better, put this put this into your figment of, of imagination. Or just virtual, actual imagination. Unless you're driving, close your eyes and picture Justin Kirkland manhandling a guard in a center simultaneously, and Justin Wright coming in off of his backside and absolutely destroying the backfield. And if they bust it out, fine, great. Then we get to talk about the safety position. And then uh, teams are not ready. Teams are not ready for what what we have. Darius Webb Jr. could play corner. He's just too good. He's too aggressive. So he's a safety. Kendall Daniels, right? How many six foot four, 220 pound safeties are, are rocking around college football? Not many. Not many. Trey Rucker is going to be the definition of a problem in this conference. Defenses are not going to know what hit them, literally, because it, the, he's, he's Calvin Bundage. With a lot more muscle. Right? That's exactly what Trey Rucker is. And we all know what Calvin Bundage would have been before the back injury. All American. That's what it was. Cam Franklin's got a lot of ability. Nick Sessions has been biding his time. Ty Williams is uber athletic. It'll be really hard to keep him off the field. Tyon Ray was a steal. Raymond Gay is somebody who they're going to have to find a way to get on the field. Eli Williams, crap ton of talent. I just, I don't think people understand. And we don't even talk about my main main man. Oh my gosh, words are hard for me. Sorry, Lyric Rawls. He is a man on a mission. I don't think that we're going to be able to keep Cam Smith or Cam Epps out of making crazy plays. The linebacker room is not super deep. So if we're going to talk about injuries being a potential derailment, that's the position. Everybody says quarterback. Well, guys, we've been talking for a long time. Bowman's the guy. He's been the guy. He's supposed to been the guy when we brought him in here. Garrett Rangel's improvement. Discipline and putting himself in a better position cannot be understated. Garrett Rangel's put himself in position to start, but Alan Bowman again, he does some things that blow your mind. He makes some throws that make you tip your cap and say, Okay, all right, bud. So, the secret sauce there is: can he get in rhythm? Can he get used to what we're trying to do? And then, mitigation of risk. That's that's the benefit to a Garrett Rangell, right? Benefit is you get to mitigate some of that risk. Alan Bowman's gonna take some chances. He's gonna take some shots. He's gonna make some throws that make you grind your teeth. He's not going to just dink and dunk you down the field and work purely off of responsibility, purely off of understanding time placement, where you're at on the field, what you need, right? That's Garrett Rangel's gig. But Alan Bowman has done enough to show everybody I have this. Let me prove it. Let me show it. And let me teach some stuff to Garrett Rangel. Let me teach some stuff to Gunnar Gundy. Let Zane Flores see precisely what it's supposed to look like when a consummate professional prepares for a game. This is good. But here's the difference between last year and this year. This year, Spencer Sanders was our running game because, yeah, the Dom Jackson situation. Right? Not Tom Jackson, sorry. Richardson. So that was a running game, right? And he did not like to sit in the pocket for longer than three seconds. It's like that internal clock for him was one, two, three, oh, run. Yeah. Alan Bowman's the exact opposite. He's going to move. he's going to shift. He's going to shuffle. He's gonna keep his feet chopping. He's gonna find a way to stay in the pocket successfully. In this offense, that is important. Going under center, not a problem for him. Shotgun, not a problem. Tempo, not a problem. The versatility that we're going to have this season is significantly different than last year. And again, if you want to go injuries or talk about losing 12, 13, some auto linemen and then having a couple injuries on top of that, okay. but there's depth on the O-line. I think, I think I think, we all think there's talent, yeah. But depth is, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a concern. But I think David Dotson should be ready soon. I think Noah McKinney is ready. I think Jacoby Sanders will be ready soon. I think Preston Wilson is geared up, fired up, roared up, ready to rock and roll. Jason Queso Brooks is going to continue to grade ridiculously high on the offensive line, which is going to put him in a position to be successful. Calvin Harvey has the size that you can't teach. Dalton Cooper, potential all-conference style of guy. Potential draft pick that we should be watching do some stuff in the NFL. Jack and Dean, there's a reason why Caleb Etienne is gone. Cole Birmingham is precisely what this O-line needs. Joe Mikulski, he's a veteran. He's a warrior. So is Taylor Materko. This is just not, not an embarrassment of riches, right? But Jake Springfield should have a big year. Jake Henry should be ready. Austin Kweki is ready. This is a situation that if we have a couple of linemen go down, it will not look like last year. But once again, It's not just this injury bug. We, as a coaching staff, allowed ourselves to be put in a bad position. And then when we lean back on, it's all injuries. I'm telling you, they've acknowledged it. They've addressed it. They get it. They fixed it thus far. And it shows thus far. But to me, as an Oklahoma State fan, it is a lazy take to continue to talk about it all fell apart because of injuries. And we were 6-0 and looking amazing until injuries. That's not, it's not true. Go back. See what I'm talking about. I'm not ragging on Gundy. I'm, I'm just telling it like it is. And it makes people angry. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. We live in a world of internet and videos and highlights and articles, out the wazoo. So I just, I don't appreciate the lazy takes. So yeah, so we're gonna have for this one. Um, I got a doozy coming up pretty quick on Mark Rogers. Show Voice of College Football. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh, and then tonight we have our buddy Keaton Hargett, aka OK State Probs, okay st Probs, the Probs cast. Go go check out his he's got episode with Alan Bowen, pretty daggone good one. He just had an episode recently with Trayson Wallace, really daggone good one. And he was part of Greg Swaim's worldwide book tour, so we'll be hearing about some of their collab a little bit later on as well. So, Anyba, who you know, that's all we're going to have this one. Yes, shout out to the regulars, regulators out there, Robert. I know you're going to hammer away in, in the comment section, as is OT. I get it, but I tried. Help me, at least. See, that I, I, I tried to put it into context as opposed to just simply saying this isn't good enough. Fair? Fair. All right, y'all. You know I love you. And as always, God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you very much for tuning in today to make this your first listen. You could be anywhere. You could go anywhere. I love it that you choose to, to rock with me and stop in here to see us. All right, y'all. Later, Tater.